0: Welcome everybody, and we're back with Hollywood Godfather Podcast. Thank you for being with us. We're starting our fourth season, I
1: believe. Pretty soon, yeah. That's
0: amazing. I never did anything for something.
1: Oh yeah, no, this one's well into our fourth season. Yeah, oh, you're guess. right. Oh, yeah,
0: it is right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, tonight we picked a character that is really, a, a, it's so interwound in my life. Uh, his brother, Tony Anastasia, confirmed me. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about Albert Anastasia, the head of Murder, Inc. And, um,
2: and a lot of other things. And a lot of other yeah, things.
0: Right. Born in 1902 assassinated. Yeah, the same, in 19, same year as October.
2: Carlo Gambino. Uh, yeah. That seems to be the year to be born, if you're Bob. If you
0: want to come from Sicily, too, being a mob.
2: Yeah, get the hell out of Sicily. 1902 was the year to do it. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And he found his demise October 25th, 1957.
2: That he, was, the uh, coincidentally, the uh, anniversary of the gunfire at the OK Corral, October 25th. Really?
0: You've got so many facts, that's why I love wow. you.
2: I, you know, I, I know all this stuff. I don't know where I parked my car. It's out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, mean, I have no idea but yeah i don't know it's uh little, little things you can talk about uh over a couple of drinks so, you know but anyway yes same date october twenty fifth gunfight and and shot dead hmm. well, that was i
0: think there was more bullet shot at his death than I okay came so. <laughs> <laughs> we,
2: we, we shall get into that yeah all
0: right, so well, when he first came to America, they actually were stowaways on a boat hmm. and the boat they came in on they actually worked at that boat and the pier and they wound up taking it over did you know that no oh, uh okay, but man. i tell
2: you you know we, we can say bad things about this guy he was a psychopath and all that which is all true but he like others uh like him that were there at the inception of the american mafia these were very smart people Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. They, uh, you know, obviously not uh, educated uh, the way we term education. But, I mean, they organized a way of life that that could be equated to uh, a big corporation. I mean, a nationwide corporation. And, uh, you know, sometimes for these guys, it was difficult to string two sentences together. And look what they did. You know?
0: And coming you know, his father died when he was 10. And he had 11 siblings. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, this that's is like lot. insane.
2: That's a good Catholic word.
1: Yeah, yeah my, and that's true.
0: Sure. And without yeah, it, well, his father did it right. See, I have 11 with 10 women. His father <laughs> did it with one woman.
1: <laughs> ah, oh, that, that's a little different. But maybe it's that's depressed. why he died. Perhaps I mean, he
2: confused. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my father had 12 siblings. Wow. Oh, really? yeah yeah
0: well the uh, old days that's all they did you know they didn't have tv
2: well there there was no television no (laughs) internet so you had to do something (laughs) Uh, Mm right doanastasia arrives here with his three brothers in 1919 so he's 17 years old and uh uh he wasn't here but two years and he gets convicted of uh homicide he murders a longshoreman
0: right during a,
2: a quarrel and back then uh, you know, when you see the word "quarrel," and I was doing extensive research on this guy, this wasn't a hit. This wasn't premeditated murder. It was a quarrel, what we call manslaughter now, right. mm-hmm. not back then. He got sentenced to death.
0: Well, especially on the peers, if you if you weren't tough, they they they'd rape you literally.
2: Yeah, I know. It, it, but it's sentenced to death just for, uh, for a fight. I mean, somebody died, Grant, but this wasn't a uh, you know it was a spur of the moment fist fight. Anyway, he's uh, sentenced to death, and Surprisingly enough, uh, due to a technicality, he gets off, however, they were gonna retry him, but uh, the main prosecution witness vanished. Of course, vanished. That,
0: that's the whole thing. You don't The mob, mob don't like, that's why they don't like Jehovah Witnesses, they don't like any witnesses. I guess
2: so. <laughs> that's why they would never no show witnesses. up at a uh, Mafia Don's door on a Saturday like they do mine, mm-hmm. no. Jehovah Witness people. No. But yeah, the, uh, this seems to be a character trait throughout his life. I mean, he was locked up numerous times, suspected of murder numerous times. And uh, in every case, the witnesses disappeared. They, they vanished. Hmm. However, they got him two years later in uh, 1923. He was convicted of illegal uh, possession of a handgun, and he was sentenced to two years in a city jail. He, he didn't even do a hard time. He went, went to a city lockup for two years. Well,
0: but I mean, like you're saying, here's a guy at 21. He was so embroiled with everything, and it,
2: it, it, it's crazy it's- <laughs> He didn't waste any time.
0: No, no. But, well, most of these guys were really young. I mean, Carlo Gambino, when he came over, he was already made at nineteen in Sicily. He came from the original Gambino family in Sicily. That's still there. Which is wild. You
2: they, know, Al Capone took over the Chicago outfit, but it wasn't the outfit then, but he took over Chicago. Right he was twenty four. Yep. Twenty four. And oh he came gosh. and
0: he came from Brooklyn.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was a Brooklyn guy. He was a Brooklyn. My guy. father knew him. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. They grew together was uh, uh, you know before he, he escaped to Chicago but the, yeah these guys were young and very ambitious obviously but uh, so he's in his late 20s now uh, Anastasia is and he becomes uh, a, a top leader in the International Long Somers Association he was yeah. like 28 years old right and uh, you, you know you have to be tough to do that it was six uh, local chapters he was the head of one of them
0: well even his and brother he, that's why I called his brother tough Tony his nickname was tough Tony but t- Tony Anastasia he took over after that and stayed in forever. Hmm. When his brother got assassinated, he answered to, to Carlo Gambino. Gambino ran every waterfront from Canada to New Orleans, and Carlos Marcello had everything from New Orleans to San Francisco. So nothing oh. moved on the water without the mob controlling it.
2: But uh, Albert's brother didn't seem to have the notoriety. Uh, did he try to keep a low profile? Oh uh, yeah, he did.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that's during all those com, com, commission meetings and Velocci coming out and all that, so he was trying to run a true union, and brotherhood. Plus, they, they didn't push him too much because he took care of everybody. There were yeah. lines of people getting envelopes. And he had yeah. a lot of no-show jobs for people. He did all the right things. I mean, even my, my father had a no-show job, which I did as a favor. But I yeah. uh, was just hoping that you know, to give my mother some money but the yeah. international longshoremen, they're, they're treacherous for, you know, and, they, and I remember one time uh, they were having problems with a guy and the guy just wouldn't see their way and, and a bale slipped and he got killed with tons of rubber bales of rubber. Another
2: tragic accident. Yep,
0: another accident in mm. the water. Oh
2: God, these things happen. Yeah. But, back there, but back then uh, Gambino was still on the way up and uh, Joe the Boss Masseria right at the docks and uh uh A- albert uh knowing who to align himself with pitched his start of this guy mazeria hmm. he figures he's the boss and he wants to be around the boss right uh so he through that he, bec- he became associates with uh with your main mentor frank Costello, and vito, Genev- right. vito genovese luciano joe adonis uh hmm. so he got himself into very good company to well, you know, to propel his career. Well,
0: that basically, you know, that, that, that was part of the mastermind with Gambino and Costello to take out Masseria. and that's when they established the five families. Until Masseria, he was running it himself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, well, obviously, the old, as they called them back in the day, mustache cheeks. Mustache. Beats. Yep. They had to go. Uh, and and so. you know who
0: I? They portrayed him because I talked to I talked to Mario Puzo at length when he stayed, he was my house guest in the south of France when they came yeah, over. about The Godfather. Yeah, well, yeah. My, most people don't know. Mario Puzo wrote Superman, mm. the screenplay. So when yeah. it got nominated over there in France for the Cannes Film Festival, that's the one he wrote as Marlon Brando was Superman's father, ironically.
2: Yeah, it was said that he got, that was a very small part. It was like 10 minutes into the picture, the planet yeah. blows up and that's the end of, uh, that's the end of Marlon. But he got a million dollars for that. But he couldn't get a million dollars for the sequel to The Godfather. Right. And how, how, why is that?
0: <laughs> because Paramount's greedy, I think. How it, much did he get paid
2: for the
1: original?
0: 250000 for Godfather 1. But they capped him. They capped him at a million in earnings. So two years okay. later, he okay. already made the million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they wanted to come back and do the flashback, he said, give me a million dollars. And they you know, wouldn't they, do it? They wouldn't do it. I mean, look what they did to Godfather Three. They aborted that film.
1: Mm. Oh yeah. They
0: wouldn't yes. give Robert Duvall equal pay to Diane Keaton, so they far- fired Duvall and get Bobby Evans's friend in, um, George Hamilton to take his place. I mean, I to George Hamilton, who's a yeah, comic I mean, actor at the time. Not because... what
2: you would picture a wise guy. to be. Yeah. Uh, not exactly.
0: Nice tan though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Man tan, the best. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway,
2: back to Albert. Uh, after the war broke out, that's the Castelmalari's war,
0: uh, and they and you know why it was the Malari's war.
2: No, because it's Naples, part of Italy,
0: right? Naples had the biggest waterfront. Hmm.
2: Okay. They were are the they're second. Okay. That's that, that's an area of Italy. That's yeah. Okay, no, no but that's that.
0: the name of the crew. Oh, okay, Castamolari, Those guys and that's a, There's four families in Naples, in Italy. They're the second largest. Other than Gambino,
2: which is Costa nostra out of okay. Sicily. Okay. So all this time he's uh, he's plotting. They got rid of uh, Masseria. Now the only mustache Pete left uh, is Maranzano. Uh, but he he was no dummy. He made sure that he was always in his office. He was surrounded by bodyguards. Uh, but that didn't stop uh, uh, guys from dressing up as cops and going up there. And they 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 not only. Well, the way they killed him, they shot him, stabbed him, and strangled him. I think they wanted to make sure. Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah, they. well, it's they were excessive. sending a message.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: You know, they, they could have shot him and ran out the door. But uh, allegedly, the uh, hitters were Bugsy Siegel. I don't know if that's true or not. Do you know anything about that?
0: No, I, I heard that when, when we did the movie Lepke. Yeah. Because, you know, Bugsy and all that whole crew grew up together. Louis Buchwalter yeah. and Hyman Roth, all those guys that were... Uh, In the, the movie, the, the real guys. Yeah. The, 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 the Jews were major killers early on. And well, the, they
2: were major killers later on too. with oh, yeah. Murder Inc. But yeah. anyway, did you, Was that was that a fact that uh, Siegel killed them?
0: They said. I he mean, there's was was, like
2: four four cops getting into through.
0: Yeah, room. and but I don't know. I, I, I don't I can't see Bugsy of his ego putting on a cops uniform. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean that's what I was thinking. You know, I was thinking the same thing. No, his <laughs> hair off. I got to put a hat yeah, on. I don't, on it. I don't know how to say. So anyway, uh, in, in 32, now he's only 30 years old. Right. Now he's, he's killed two major mafia bosses or been involved in their deaths. So now it's, it's 32, he gets indicted on yet another uh, murder charge. This time, allegedly, he killed a guy with an ice pick. Now, ordering a killing or killing a guy with a gun is one story, but up close and personal with an ice pick? Mm. I mean, first of all, you have to know how to wield the ice pick. Uh, you got to know exactly where to strike with an ice cream. Well, but you do, do it something under, like under, that,
0: under either, either one ear or right in the ear.
2: I know, but that takes a special kind of person, don't you think? I don't know. To, to <laughs> pierce somebody. Well, the last time you did it, how did you feel? <laughs> I didn't feel any pain at okay, all. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: yeah. But
2: anyway, he gets indicted for the murder, and lo and behold... The witnesses find that he, not, What happened to these you witnesses? these witnesses went to the same place that the first witness went yeah. to. And they, all live, they all live in a gated community somewhere.
0: Yeah.
2: And they true. just can't find, anyway, he beats it. He beats it. Wow.
0: Right. And, and that's basically when they, they started the commission, right after that.
2: They, yeah, and also right after that, uh, uh, as, as part of the commission, they figured, let's get some outside hitters to do our dirty work.
0: And they brought it Whose the Irish. idea that
2: was, I don't know. I mean, Anastasia ran it basically from uh, from within Cosa Nostra. Right. But that was a brilliant idea. Oh, the yeah. The same thing they did with the Westies 40 years later. Yep. Yep. They get the Irish kids to do the killings, and now they got the Jewish guys from uh, Brownsville, which is, they they they, was, they, uh, they hung out in the candy store. But these, yep. these guys were brutal guys. They killed thousands of people all at the behest of our friend Albert.
0: Yep.
2: He never got his hands dirty. Well, they loved Albert. Waters.
0: I mean, they, they, they followed him around. And like you said, when the, uh, Gambino won Mangano out, that was it. They brought him in and he did it.
1: Did. So this
2: is where he got his, uh, one of his two nicknames, the Mad Hatter and the Lord High Executioner. Yep. I, mean, I would imagine these are names they didn't mention in front of his face.
0: Not the Mad Hatter. The executioner he liked. <laughs> oh, he liked that. Did he really? <laughs> so nice. Well, he, I'll tell you right now, he was a scary guy. Because he, he never knew if he was gonna—he never knew if you are gonna kill. He was gonna kill you. That's how easy it came to him.
2: But uh, well, that's—you know—you in an organization like that, when you get so high up, you have to rule by fear more than respect, I think. But then again, you get a guy like Carlo Gambino, who ruled by by, by respect. But this guy ruled by fear. He—you know—his answer to everything was kill him.
0: Well, that, and that's why they had to get rid of him. Because when they, yeah, they yeah. realized he was getting too powerful, they couldn't control him anymore. And when they'd bring him in, and he'd come in with an attitude, which they really wanted the humble followers coming on Sunday morning, not telling what you're gonna do and not what we're gonna do. You know, he he was getting to the p- p- point where he was that strong. And he, he they thought he was gonna spin off. And I, I think a lot of people during that time even Joe Pafacci and all of them, they were f- fearing him. And, you know, they plotted basically to. Uh, Joe Bonanno and, and uh, Pafacci plotted to kill Gambino. And if it wasn't for Joe Colombo,
2: saying right something, basically, yeah.
0: that's how he wound up with the Pafacci family. He went and told them. But uh, that's the one thing. I mean, if you start to see how this, as, as we, we spoke about, four major fascisms being taken out by themselves.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and, and uh, we, and we, in 15 minutes, we talked about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just, sim- I mean, in a similar way, it's like Gotti didn't even go get permission from the commission to shoot a boss, Paul Castellano, or an underboss, Tommy Bellotti. They just yeah, did well, it.
2: Yeah, if that doesn't happen, then, you know, the the makeup the roots of the mafia start to crumble right if they they don't do anything about that there's all kinds of excuses why they didn't do anything about it but it's a sign of weakness and all these other outside ethnic groups decide to test them and And, and, and they absolutely
0: did especially in uh, yeah and here we are today
2: but there came a time when there was so much heat on uh on uh murder incorporated that that organization was falling apart uh, right. There was a there was a killer named Abe Rellis. they called him Kid Twist, right. because he's another one that liked to get up close and personal with a switchblade, put it in your back and twist it. That's how he got that name. What a oh. pleasant guy. But I understand he was a good family man. Yeah, oh, yeah his, a lot his of these family, guys are good
0: his, family most, of, most of these kids didn't know what their father did.
2: <laughs> yeah, but again,
0: I know. I, I got to study that that part of that, that era, because uh, I had the privilege of playing Albert Anastasia in a movie called Louis Lepke, who was starred by Tony Curtis, and it was a funny story because we couldn't find an electric chair that they was still working because everybody abandoned
2: execution. So, so we, couldn't they uh, couldn't they get pictures of it and build it? I mean, that's what Hollywood does.
0: No, no, but what we do, no, but see, we, they wanted they wanted the bridges, they wanted to see New York. We okay. actually shot that scene down in San Diego, in huh. the San Diego prison. They found an electric chair, brought it there, like you said, yeah. and they made it really dramatic, I'll never forget it, because Louis Lepke's father-in-law was played by Milton Burrow, who was a rabbi, mm. and, yeah. and uh, they asked him for his last wishes on death row, and he said, I want my father-in-law to give me, give me my prayer, and they prayed, you know, w- walked from his cell to the chamber, the death chamber.
2: Yeah, the, I, the last mile, they call it. And in reality, yeah. what is it, 50
0: feet? Yeah, but the yeah. interesting thing, is we were, we were I, I don't know why we were in prison for, I was playing Albert Anastasia. We were on death row, and a, a guy called Vic Tabak. I don't yeah, know, if I you know you were, Yeah, and yeah. he was in playing a major, um, another big guy. And yeah. we're there, and as they start the last mile walk, And they go, they got yarmulkes on. And we don't know, I don't think the American audience knew what was going on. (laughs) But uh, two Jewish producers from Israel were emphatic. They had to speak Hebrew and do it. And they did it. Wow. And it was Menachem Golan and Urim Goblis. Don't even ask me how I remember these names. I was just going
2: to say that, man. Wow. I'm, 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 that's, that's impressive. That well, is impressive. I got that written down somewhere. I'll no, you no. That, I, but it. I did
0: three movies with <laughs> them. After that, I did The Four Deuces with Jack Palance and I, played the brothers from the, uh, Chicago, who owned the club called The Four Deuces. But what I was about to say here they start this prayer, and it's, you know, twilight, and there's an electrical storm you can't believe. The lightning and. I mean, it, it really built the scene. Like we were wow. sitting there saying, whoa. So at the end of the scene, I said to Monakam, I said, you know, that was brilliant. How'd you do that? He said, what'd I do? I said, you're <laughs> gonna get an Oscar for special effects. How? Yeah. I said, who did that? He said, God. God or Jesus? He said, don't get smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, the electrical feel, storm uh, so was good. insane. Yeah, I, I, about. I wonder
2: how it would feel to sit in, even if it's a, I mean, it's not a real electric ship, the feeling I was sitting down in it.
0: Uh, no, it but I, little, I sat uh, in it. I know what you were saying. But you know it was even scarier to me? Because I, mean, I was locked up as a kid in a hospital with freedom and all that. Hmm. But, and I've never been in a jail cell, a real jail cell. To yeah. get in that cell when they slammed that door, you know you're not getting out of that door. I mean, that's like getting hit up with a sledgehammer. Those door, a solid steel. I don't know how these guys break out of prison.
2: <laughs> I had a similar experience. I went to uh, Alcatraz on the uh, tour. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. There, there's a tour, you know. Back then, you didn't need reservations. You walked down to the boat. Now I understand you got to reserve like six months in advance. But then, this was like 30 years ago. I go on this tour, uh, and we're going to Alcatraz, and they pointed out the solitary cell where Robert Stroud, who was the third man of Alcatraz, well, yeah. was kept for 29 years. In that cell, Down, never it, left it. The one
0: below the, the, the floor?
2: No, no, it was a regular jail cell, but it was a solid metal door, no bars, Oh, oh, oh. Uh, with a little, uh, little slot in there they passed his food into him. There was a hole in the, in the uh, uh, floor for a toilet, absolutely pitch black. So anyway, they said this is the cell that Robert Stroud was in for 29 years, never left it, and they wonder why it was crazy. But anyway, oh. that said, they wanted a volunteer to go into the cell and see what it was like. A bunch of tourists, and I'm one of them. what the hell i in there. how bad can this be? So I go in there, and they slam that door on me. I wasn't in there for 30 seconds. I went crazy. Oh,
0: yeah, no. That's literally insane.
2: No, you can't see your hand in front of your face unless they open that slot. They didn't open it. Right. It was that get,
1: dark?
0: Yeah.
2: What? No. Light. It was
1: that dark in there. Oh, yeah. There's no, no way light. to get light.
2: You literally put your hand in front of your face. You can't see that it. sounds And I'm thinking, horrible. they told me 30 seconds? I have to be in here like an hour and a half already. <laughs> yeah. No, it was 30 seconds. That was no, man, it's I crazy. Can, I can understand why people don't. Well, I that's why so when, well. when
0: they built that S- Supermax in Denver, I think it's like six stories below de- ground.
2: Yeah, they never see the light of day.
0: Never see the light of day.
2: Never. There's no windows. Nothing. Nothing.
0: That's Supermax. <laughs> they, they kept Watson him there for a while. Um, they brought John out there, and they brought um, the gas pipe is there. Yeah, yeah, he was there.
2: He's still there, I believe. Now? I thought he died, didn't he? The gas pipe. No, he's still around. Are you positive? No. no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's got to give now, himself now an out at way. least.
2: But no, I, I, I'm 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 going to check on. That. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, when but you start to the, think, even, of... when
2: they, even when they give you your uh, one hour of exercise over many days, or a week that's underground.
0: Yeah. Want, like, yeah. One yeah.
2: hour a week and one shower a week. Right. Uh, the exercise area is still underground. You never see sunlight. Right. right.
1: Gas pipe you is know. still alive.
2: Wow, how old is he? Yeah, he's still alive. He's got to
1: be like 80-something, right? He's 77. My age? He was born in 42. That's
0: craziness. Yeah. Why did I think he was so much older than me? I don't know. How
2: much time Well, he been? He's been in the can for so long. He's he's
1: been, it says, convictions, 1994. He got 455 years imprisonment. Wow. When he gets out of old
0: man. When he gets out He's up for parole when he's three hundred Three yeah, yeah. hundred
1: <laughs> and fifty five years. That's insane. Wow. Well, he had
2: a chance to get out, but that's for another uh Yeah, he was convicted in ninety four. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he, the, the guy they, they gave him a deal and he and he lied. Stupid. Mm. Anyway, uh Abe Rellis, we gotta you know, we'll get back to Abe Rellis. He was gonna turn everybody in. Abe Rellis had a photograph of memory. Stone cold killer, but he he his his re- reasoning for this was he didn't want to be separated from his family. I mean, he was a real family man. So he was going to talk. Uh, and Anastasia tried to think of some way to get rid of this guy, because if he did, they were all going down. So they put him in a hotel in Coney Island, which up until a few years ago still stood. Was the they threw him out hotel. a window, didn't
0: they? What? They, they they said he jumped out a window.
2: Yeah. Well, he was on. A, you know, this is the story they concocted. You figured they would like plan ahead, but no. He's on. He's on the twelfth floor of this hotel. And the story that they uh, they invented was, he tied sheets together,
0: right.
2: which he did, which somebody did, and he was gonna lower himself down to the floor, only the sheets only went down two stories. Yeah. <laughs> so they went from the 12th floor to the 10th floor, and yeah, like he, what's he gonna do, jump the rest of the way? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he, uh, you know, when you fall, you fall straight down. Right. He was like 30 feet out. They gave yeah, him a heat hole, he, he the was gone. Yeah.
0: They the gave only the people that ho. were up,
2: they, <laughs> oh they had gosh. the entire floor. The, uh, the, the police department and the DA's office secured the entire floor. This guy wasn't going anywhere. So the cops had to throw him out, without a doubt.
0: But do you know who the, di- the district attorney was at that time? Uh, Burton Turkis.
2: No. Who?
0: Because he was running for president right after that, remember? Oh, Dewey. Thomas Dewey. Thomas Dewey. Yeah. He, Thomas Dewey made a deal with Walter Winchell. Walter Winchell was like the mouthpiece of, of the news at that time.
2: And yeah, he, he had a gossip column that was
0: right. And big. A, a lot of people don't notice. Louis Lepke went into hiding, and for years they couldn't get him. And Dewey made a deal with Walter Winchell, is "You bring him in, we will promise you we don't get the electric chair and all this that, and the other. But nobody knew he wanted to run for President of the United States. Did you know that that?
2: Yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah, he was he was he was very ambitious, hmm. and he, he he made his bones, so to speak, on being a uh, mob buster. Right. Exactly. And right. Uh, in fact, I don't if you well, nobody pulls around then, but uh, when he ran against uh, uh, Truman, the headlines were the next day: uh, uh, Dewey wins, Well he didn't win.
1: Oh my gosh! When
2: they printed. They all assumed was who was this car sale? Well, he, Truman was a, was a uh, haberdasher, haberdasher from some Midwest town. Yeah, but they, they took had him. His the mom outside. had him. Chicago had him. Hmm. Yeah. Ch- well, that was the one point of the first Nobody figured they'd vote for him. Right. He was like president for an hour and a half. Right. And they figured <laughs> uh, Dewey had a win, so they preprinted the headline. Boy, were they embarrassed. Wow. Anybody who has that uh, newspaper, by the way, it's worth weight gold. I can <laughs>
0: imagine. You can get a copy of it. Oh, I'm sure. It's so crazy when, they, when you think of it. So they could never find out where Louis Lepke was hiding. He was in the pillows of the Brooklyn Bridge on
2: the Brooklyn side. They built a, a room in there, a maintenance room. Well, there are rooms in there anyway. Are there? You know, there's this uh, storage space. There's, right. Yeah, 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 yeah but he, he, he moved in bag and bag. And yeah, he moved in other places. He, no, he yeah. had
0: radio, he got everything. He'd leave when he left. Wanted to go, he left and came back later at night. Nobody, nobody knew it was him, and that's—I mean, that, that was the embarrassment because this mad hunt and Dewey. I
2: think that he, he gone for two years, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and Dewey had to get this, get him, and he made so the he deal. Lied. Yeah, he made the deal with Walter Winchell, and they Walter lied. Winchell. yeah. he spoke to him, and he said, i promise you, there'll be no—you know—we'll make a deal, and that was it. Yeah,
2: I think it. I think the deal was uh, ten years. And he'd be out. So he turns himself in and uh, basically, do we say what? We lied. Right. (laughs) And he actually said that. He actually did that. Oops, we we lied. lied. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Next time. Oops. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) he he wound up getting executed. But because uh, Rellis went out the window, uh, Anastasia went on to bigger and better things. But uh, if he would have talked, it was said that this is a rumor, and I don't know how true it is. Maybe, Johnny, you know more than I do about this. Anastasia offered $100,000 to kill relis uh somebody took it hundred thousand dollars uh then 1941 that's was money you know Gee, it's, it's the only
0: thing us, with mob when they tell you that as soon as you kill the guy and you come to collect your money they kill you and they're
2: gonna give you a hundred thousand these people don't know how to do business i tell yeah. you
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's why you don't know, uh this uh this Saturday night, I'm up in Niagara Falls. Most people don't know. I'm at the uh, Fallsview Casino. But the the largest population of Italians, other than in Italy, is in Niagara Falls in Canada.
1: Is in Canada is this, in general? Is
0: this
2: underwater? Are these live people?
1: <laughs> no,
0: these are live people. Man.
1: Oh, I thought
2: that's a good place no, to No, because I think,
0: that, that when the guys called me from the casino and they said, we don't have, 1,500 tickets are gone. They said, Johnny, this is insane. I said, well, there's going to be about 200 years of good behavior in the audience. They didn't get <laughs> yeah, it. Man. They didn't get it at all. I know where everybody's <laughs> going. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so well, funny. Uh,
2: another sold out show. Congratulations. Yeah, hello. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Uh... Back to Albert. Albert gets locked up, surprisingly enough, for another murder. This is 1942. uh He killed an associate named uh Anthony Romeo. uh uh, they discovered the body, shot uh, numerous times. But but it, yeah. wasn't Anthony
0: Romeo Palmer ink with him? Yeah. My memory. Yeah. yeah, he was going to be
2: a, a witness or he knew too much. You know, the usual. Right, well, yeah. I don't know. He, he's a pretty good guy, but why take a chance? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got to go. Anyway, they found him, shot numerous times. So Anastasia's place and in, in, in the mob was basically cemented, and and uh, particularly now because World War II is coming up. Well, Luciano loved him. Luciano. Yeah, well, Anastasia brought the deal to the feds because they weren't listening to Luciano. Because he would have said anything to get out. Right. Anastasia brings a deal to the feds because there was uh, sabotage going on in uh, New York Harbor. Oh my God. And they said, how about you use us, you know, you, you do this for us, uh, we'll do this for you and you let Luciano out after the war. This wasn't an instant get out of jail free card. No. When the war was over, providing we won- uh, And provided they out, gave you they the, the right
0: out. information. Well, they, yeah, they, they were they were missing
2: tankers and cargo ships until that deal was made and that another ship was lost right just because you show, you know the power of the Mafia back then mm-hmm. uh, Well, the, the they, waterfront they is as it is today out. it
0: still is the yeah. waterfront is still is now so now
2: wow. uh, Anastasia feels like he, he he can rule the world but he's still knocking off people left and right and then he makes a major mistake uh, aside from the kefafa hearings and all that uh, uh, there was a couple of other people killed. Mangano was killed. Uh, his body was never found, but they killed Mangano's brother. He was discovered in Jamaica Bay. This guy's whacking everybody.
0: Well, Mangano's family. Was whacking you know,
2: people within the life.
0: Mangano's family is the, what is the Gambino family today.
2: I know, but the, but Anastasia's having all these people killed. Well, I, 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 I doubt very much whether these hits were sanctioned.
0: No, that's why they called him in, and that's when he went to the barber chair. <laughs> Forget about it. Well,.
2: Not before that, though, he made a major mistake in addition to all these other mistakes of killing everybody. But at, at, at least they could, they could keep that out, they could, you know, they could keep the word down on those. But a guy named Arnold Schuster, who was a, a civilian, uh, spotted well, let me back up a little. Uh, uh Willie Sutton was okay. the most notorious bank robber that ever lived. Right. Even to this day, they talk about him. There's been numerous books about him, movies about him, but he was a one man crime wave, master of disguise, and he would stick up banks, never hurt anybody, no, never shots fired, never anybody hurt at all, and he was ripping banks off left and right, he was locked up numerous times, escaped from Sing Sing. He was an mm-hmm. escape artist. He escaped from Sing Sing, he also escaped from other, one other big uh, major prison, and he's still out, everybody's looking for him, he's uh, number one on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. Enter Arnold Schuster, an insurance salesman, uh, spots him on the street in disguise.
1: And God he says, that, wow. that, looks like,
2: that looks like Willie Sutton. Taps a beat cop on the shoulder. The best thing that ever happened to this beat cop. The next day he was a first-grade detective. Huh. But he says, You know, I think that guy's Willie Sutton. The cop basically laughed at him. And he said, No, I'm telling you, he said, This guy doesn't look like Willie Sutton, he looks nothing like him. He said, I'm telling you, Speak to this guy. Long story short, it was Willie Sutton. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, A huge story in the press. Willie Sutton recaptured. After that, he never got out again. Anastasia's watching this on the uh, newly minted thing they call television, (laughs) which is 1952. And he sees uh, Schuster giving a press conference. All the flashbulbs are going off. And he went ballistic. And he said, this guy's a rat. I hate rats. Hit him. And three days later, uh, Schuster on his way home to his wife and knows how many kids, and he whacked them on the street, and that brought up uh, too much heat. Oh. Wow. So and everything else that was going on in, uh, like, in, in on the United States like, everybody who me. wanted to whack, used this as an excuse. He's crossed the line. He's killing civilians. Oh, gosh, that's bad. That's wild. But it took a while. Yeah, it, but, took, it, took, it took five more years of screwing up, but the, that, that was the reason everybody got together and said, this guy's got to go.
1: Mm, so how did he uh, eventually meet his demise? Barbecue,
2: machine guns. Mm. No, and no, who, no, s- who sanctioned
1: it, or who?
0: Everybody. Well, Everybody. The commission, Everybody. The commission they had to go. They, they couldn't control him no more.
1: Genovese and Gambino. Yeah. Well,
0: that's the same thing happened in speed forward to the 80s and 90s with Tony Spalatro. Mm. That's why they killed Sam Giancana. He was supposed to call, control them, and when they brought him it. in, he said, I, I can't handle them no more. And they said he's got to go
2: so Anastasia is uh, getting his, his he had everything uh, he had a schedule and every every week he went for a haircut I believe it was the Sherry Netherland exactly, yeah and he's sitting in the chair with a rag on his face because he's gonna get a shave and the, the guys come in they had pistols and they shot him numerous times and Anastasia's nuts as he was he gets out of the chair and he goes for them, but he wasn't going for the shooters. He saw the reflection in the mirror. Oh wow!
0: And oh, he man.
2: thought that they were the real people, and he crashed into the mirror, and went down. And of course, he, he died on the scene. But that the uh, picture of him laying on his on his back—that's an iconic mob killing picture. Oh my god! It's yeah, all over the internet. Anybody wants to look at it. But I, I mean, his last dying breath and action went after these people who were killing him. That's he was going to get him. He, he, what, well, Joe Gallo direction. did
0: the same thing. when He, he got oh. up and Joe Gallo and Humberto's that night. I thought he ran. No, he, no, he didn't mm-hmm. run. He was sitting there and they, they emptied like three, four, five shots at him. He got up and ran after them.
2: Oh, because they found them in the street, I know that. Uh, yeah. yeah, he got up he and ran, ran. <laughs> he ran after them.
1: These no, it's craziness. Crazy. Yeah. How many people would he have killed over his lifetime? Or had killed? Who? Anastasia? Anastasia? Yes. Oh, uh, well, he was the head of
2: Murder Incorporated, which he was, and there, there was thousands, oh, sure. literally thousands of that com- of, Yeah, like, but Murder I think
0: he must have done 100, 200 himself.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. but still, he, was the, he gave the order for all to, it. all went through him. Yeah. But this wasn't just a a, uh, a New York group. They went nationwide killing oh, yeah.
0: people. No, Murder Rick was that. So so they get calls he was, for contracts. As the
2: boss, the buck stops here. So I'd say at least 2,000 hits. Yeah. Wow. But he went to church and was dissolved every Friday. I, I know. So he's okay, he's okay. No, we, in fact,
0: it's a, well, we'll get into it. Oh, you know what? Let's, let's go to the mailbag. Okay. And we're gonna keep this legacy going. All our people, we have so much more to talk about crime families. And, and one, his brother, and then that family, how they turned themselves around. Why don't we go...
2: Okay, In the the next episode, so we can give our listeners a little teaser here, we're going to continue with Anastasia's family and how you are directly involved and how I came to meet some of this family during our book party.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay, so listen to the show. It's going to be interesting as hell. This is like uh, seven Degrees of Separation from Gianni Russo You can't go anywhere so Without crazy. meeting somebody this guy knows or knows him
1: Oh, that's definitely true yeah.
2: yeah, oh no, it's going to be a great show But anyway, okay, mailbag Yeah, continue on Let's go to the mailbag
1: Okay, so first I want to share a comment from Camille Camille says, hello Don Russo I want to give you my congratulations I'm a big fan of your podcast It is unbelievable the life that you have lived for me, you have truly been blessed. I'm very interested in various biographies of different people, and yours is one that I find the most significant. Greetings from Toulouse in France.
0: Wow. Whoa, yeah, France. I
1: think that might be our first France message.
0: French, whoa. Great stuff. Did she send an address or a
2: phone number?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we always like to respond to our fans. Yeah, yeah. I want to go have a croissant. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> well, perhaps, Maybe she'll invite This is Jerry Lewis's shrine. Yeah, hello. I think I have them in there. <laughs>
1: Next. All right, next one is a comment and question from Nathan. Nathan says, The moment I saw Mr. Russo's interview with Patrick Bett David on Valuetainment, I was hooked on everything Gianni Russo. I've been searching YouTube and the internet for other videos. I can sit down and listen to all kinds of stories from Mr. Russo. Have you guys considered videoing your weekly podcast simultaneously? I think that would be a great addition to the bland- branding of Hollywood Godfather.
0: Then we have to put clothes on.
2: I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to put pants on.
0: Would. <laughs>
1: well, we have, I'll let
2: Gianni explain it, but we have people interested.
0: Right. Right. What, see, what our audience doesn't know at this point, we don't want to talk about it too much, but the success of our book, Hollywood Godfather My Life in the Movie, The Mob, <laughs> thanks to Mr. Patrick Picciarelli, <laughs> we are on like 90% done with the deal. We just need a distributor. And we have six of them asking for it. So uh, you're going to so you see do,
2: you're, you're going to get to see us yeah. either on television, in the
0: movies, in some or way. somewhere. Somewhere. And you better watch what you wish for.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Because we'll show up.
1: But we like this. We like, you know. Oh, yeah, I like, I like this. I don't know. That way you can listen. It's and, old school. En- yeah, envision yourself sitting around with us. Right. You don't have to see this it is what, directly. This is what is
2: known as theater of the mind. There you
0: yes, go. the radio. Imagination.
1: Mm <laughs> hmm. All right. So next one is from Peter for Gianni. Peter says, given the mafia's strict set of rules and code of conduct, do you think they're losing ground to other ethnic groups who have, such, who have no such rules like the Russians, Albanians and Chinese? Can you do a podcast episode on what motivated you and Pat? Like what are your own set of rules for success?
0: well i mean i don't want to compare pat's success or my success to any chinese <laughs> albanians or russians there's there's no way it could do
2: that but i'm well but to answer the question yeah the mafia is losing ground to oh my God! But they're yeah. vicious
0: yeah no they, and this and the bottom line is now these other groups are just i don't know if they have any rules
2: no they, they this is greed man Really? Yeah, they kill you, the your neighbors, the family dog, everybody goes. Yeah. Uh
0: you're old school maniacs. Oh.
2: As far as Gianni and I go, yeah, we each attain success in in our in our different ways. Well like we had mentioned uh last week, I do the episode as aired yet, but uh, take risks. Yep. and you'll have success.
1: Mm hmm. All right, next one is from Cindy for patrick cindy says i read bloodshot eyes and the pop line in a week they were fantastic are you working on anything new in the series or on something else if so i'm very much looking forward to it
2: well i'm just about to finish a crime novel called the crowded hour i'm like two, two chapters away i've been working on this thing for seven years books get in the way wow uh, but, but as far as uh, uh, plans yeah johnny and i are uh, working on something Yes, in the, oh, in, in, the, a in the realm of books yes. so we don't, We're not going to get any further than that right. At we're this good. point We, we, we don't want to jinx ourselves Yes,
1: True okay. Alright so next one is from Howard For Gianni and Patrick Howard says can you name any current restaurants In New York that are frequented by the mob I'll be coming to New York on business For the first time and I'm looking for a good Italian restaurant I've been a faithful listener to the podcast Since the first episode Keep doing what you're doing
2: I'll give that to you, Johnny. I don't get to New York much. Well, anymore. there's a, a lot of restaurants
0: that, I mean, obviously, Rayo's, and everybody says you can't get in. Go to Rayo's around 8, 8, go to the bar, and you'll get the second seating. And a lot of wannabes are up there yet. I know on Mulberry Street I see people all the time because a couple of families own the restaurants down there. Mm-hmm. So, but you got to, again, uh, I don't know why you want to go there. Want do you just go have a nice meal someplace? Yeah. <laughs> you may get caught in the- In a a crossfire.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's true. All right, next one is from Sebastian. Sebastian says, I'm thinking of starting a podcast and haven't got the slightest idea where to begin. Any suggestions? (laughs) Your Hollywood Godfather team makes it sound so effortless, but I'm assuming it's not. Care to share any insight?
0: We have an amazing team. We were smart enough. The chemistry just hit, and, and we're just having fun talking. So, I mean... If you don't have the slightest idea,
2: I would think of something else. Well, <laughs> as as you, you know, you can't do this on your own. So It's always nice to have somebody with you on air. Yeah. But the technical side of it uh, can get daunting. I mean, yeah. we have a very good producer, uh, Mike Austin, out in L.A., uh, who uh, runs the show. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's got a lot of value. Without him, there wouldn't be a podcast. Right. That said, we've had a lot of technical problems with this podcast so we ironed it out. it could be very frustrating so my suggestion is do the research there are courses online which you pay for on how to start a podcast but you don't have to do that there's plenty of free information out there online if you look about how to start a podcast and that's how we started ours Mm -hmm. trial and error right and and basically though also I think uh, the fact that we had the Mike
0: Austin's and the knowledge we all are contributing to this in a way that or different elements from different personalities make it listenable
1: mm-hmm.
0: And um, yeah the
1: stories are there that yeah. wasn't hard to come up with yeah, it's so. the technical side that can be a little more challenging and, and
0: it's very yeah. costly also I don't know what your budget is
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it depends how if much you equipment right. you're willing to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to get but go
0: for it man like Pat said you gotta take risks Absolutely. If you sit at the end of your bed, you'll be there when you're fifty saying I shoulda did this, shoulda coulda That's true. <laughs> yes. That's no,
1: good but advice. That's, that,
2: that's very frustrating if that ever happens in life. Right. Go mm-hmm. for
1: it. Absolutely. All right, so this next one is from Lisa. Lisa says, Gianni and Pat, I think both of you might be able to add to this answer. Do people who are outsiders still join the mob today, or does it all depend on family history and lineage?
0: Today, it's what, you con- 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 it's what you can contribute and how much. You got to be an earner.
2: It's about money. Okay. It's about money. You might not be able to get to be a sworn member, so to speak, because you don't have the lineage. Even that's kind of fluid these days. Right. But you have to be able to earn, hmm. which means you got you have to break the law and be good at it. Right.
1: All right. So next one is from Chris. Chris says, I love how you occasionally include fans and other people you happen to have around in the shows. Have you guys ever thought about having special or celebrity guests on the show? Even if you haven't, who would you like to come on?
0: Well, we're considering a lot of people, but we would just want to make sure we have something that, while well, we hear the accolades of it. And we've tried a couple of guests that don't have our charisma and spontaneity, and they sat here <laughs> going, uh... Ooh, uh, we were saying, why are we doing this?
1: Yeah, it didn't really flow very well, no.
0: but... I'm sure we're going to get... We're working on a couple of guests I, we know that can carry it and you may have an interest in, and we've been thinking about it. And, but meanwhile, keeping cards and letters coming in, it's enthusiastic to us to keep on going because of without you, we don't have a show.
1: Absolutely. All right, next one is from Lisa. Lisa says, my husband and I were sad to hear that your next two shows were sold out, especially the one in Atlantic City. But I guess you snooze, you lose. Can't wait to hear if you will be doing any more performances here on the East Coast or anywhere worth traveling to. Any idea where or when the next performance will be?
0: I just signed a deal for May 17th at Masudo's Restaurant, and it's on a Sunday.
1: Where is it?
0: It's in in, uh,
1: Long Beach, Long Long Branch, Long Branch, Branch? okay
0: down in the Shaw area, in that, you know, that whole area of uh, Asbury Park and all that. Okay. And uh, But, I mean, it's, it's an interesting, what they're doing, and it's a t- $250 ticket. Wow. And having McGarner right here. <laughs> and no it's a small way. audience. Yeah, okay, a, so it's, it's only a only like 150, select, 200 people.
2: Okay, it's a little select but that's, venue. Yeah, but it's uh, well, we, we we like to call that intimate, That's intimate, intimate, intimate. Right. Intimate, okay. Yeah.
0: But it's five course dinner, select wines. The book will be there, the olive oil will be there. We're taking you chronologically through our book with films and story. Oh. So it's, a, it's definitely, the, the, it's titled An Evening You Can't Refuse, and it's An Evening You Shouldn't. It's Masudo's Restaurant, May 17th. Wow,
2: Very right, good. But what day, what day is that on? You know? Sunday, okay. Sunday, Sunday.
1: Great. All right. So next one is from Michael. It's a little lengthy, but I still want to read it. So Michael says, finding your show has been a godsend. It is so enjoyable and relaxing. The three of you feel like old friends. I've yet to find another podcast quite like yours. There was an episode where a question was raised about Youngstown, Ohio. I'm from Y-Town. And as a kid, the Italian side of my family spoke of a mob influence there. And as a kid, I was given glimpses of it. Anyways, Gianni said after hearing the question about Youngstown, "Oh, Youngstown, that's a whole sh- that's a whole show. So when are we going to have that show dedicated to Youngstown? Come on, haha! Patiently waiting. People are actually waiting. listening
2: to you, Gianni. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm patiently
1: st- waiting to hear more about the town I All grew right. up in. So what do well,
0: you think? I, I think I must have permission to, from Joe Sodaro. and if I get it, I'll do the show. <laughs> He's still there and running the town. I love it. Really? Oh yeah, the
1: best. Do you have any stories stories you want to share right now? No, or no, no,
0: no, no. no, no, no. He's very good friend of mine. Very good friend of mine. I mean, it's the days of you know Cleveland and, and that whole Youngstown was amazing. Mm. Uh, but you know, he, he, everybody's softening up. <laughs> In fact, we, we put, we'll try to have him on a simulcast.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Which could well, be interesting. Be nice. That could be interesting.
1: Yeah. All right. So the next one is from Frank. Frank says, Gianni, did you ever meet Howard Hughes? And if so, any insights or something interesting we might not know? That's a show we got to right do. There. Hello, that's a full show right there. Oh my
0: God, four, four shows! Four shows. I, I spent days with Howard Hughes when they when he was coming in, which most people don't know. And we'll use this as a teaser. He was fronting the United States government to take over the casinos in Vegas that were controlled by the mob, and they gave him a, a massive aircraft contract with Hughes Aircraft. Him to induce it and spend the money buying casinos.
1: Huh?
2: So it's film at eleven. Yeah. Hello. Stay tuned.
1: Wow. All right. Next one is from George. George says, Gianni, I'm sure over the years you have been getting more and more recognition. What is the craziest or weirdest encounter you've ever had with a fan?
0: Well, I had. I wouldn't say it was a fan. It was the recognition, where this lady actually crossed the street and said, are you Johnny Roos? I said, yeah, she started beating me up with a pocketbook. No way. And How, the, how long ago was this? Oh my God, I'm, I'm, a while ago, but I never forgot it because thank God I'm agile enough. This lady would have killed me, I think. Because that's, that's because you beat up Connie. I know, and that's exactly what the cops said. What are you doing? And she started crying. She said, my boyfriend brutalized me and I had a miscarriage and i was never ever have kids again.
1: So that really hit home for her, huh? Yeah,
0: like life imitating
1: art,
2: art, yeah. art, and vice versa. But right. But I mean, she couldn't separate fantasy from reality. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's pretty intense. That must shot the hell out of
2: you.
0: No kidding. Yeah. I thought it was an ex-wife, a girlfriend that changed her face or something. <laughs> yeah, so so how it, much, it, it how much so money do I owe you? I give it to you. Leave me alone. Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> yeah, that is a little. That's a little crazy. Yeah. That's
0: strange. I think that's a highlight we should end on.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay. We
0: got a couple of great highlights. Don't forget, we're going to go further into Anastasia, that legacy, and Family Tree. I think you're going to find it very interesting to see. Oh, in fact, if, if the guy who asked what restaurant to go eat, uh-huh. uh, next show. Fresco,
2: Fresco Barscato.
0: All right. You gave it away ready? I was going
2: to tell you well, to listen to the teaser. show. It's a little teaser. It's a teaser. All right. Hey, maybe the guy's hungry. Hello. He's not going to, want to wait wants- a week. <laughs> uh, it's, it's allowed. All right. But Until next thank you week. all.
0: That's it, man. Thank you so much for everything. And keep listening. Keep subscribing. And share it. Share it to everybody. We want to grow this thing, man.
1: <laughs> okay. Good night, good, good night, everybody.
0: Good night, guys. Good night, guys. If you're feeling sad and lonely, there's a service I could render. I'm the one who loves you only. I could be so warm, so tender. Call me. Don't be afraid, you can call me. Maybe it's late, but just call me. Tell me, and I'll be around. Or when it seems your friends desert you.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Hollywood Godfather Podcast. You can contact Gianni Russo, Patrick Picciarelli, or myself with your questions and comments through the contact section of our website, hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com. You can also call and leave us a message at 646-776-3038. Regarding Gianni's motivational speaking appearances, you can visit his website, giannirusso.com. You can also visit amazon.com for a listing of books Patrick Picciarelli has written. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Hollywood Godfather podcast, as well as leave us a review on iTunes. You'd like to know what you like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your emails and voicemails. Good night.